Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1053. Today, my interview with Max Newland, we're discussing brain neurology and how wearables are helping us improve focus and calmness. Enjoy. Hey, Max, welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully, the uh, the sound's uh, good today. We've had a few tech issues lately, but um, you hear us all right there? Yeah, yeah, yep. I can. Sounds Where about are you, mate? I'm in Boston. Boston, okay. So tell us a little bit of uh, your backstory about yourself. Sure. So I'm the president of BrainCo USA, which mm-hmm. is a brain-computer interface company that's got started in the Harvard Innovation Lab. And I joined the company six years ago as a research scientist because uh, before BrainCo, my vision for myself was to be a uh, a researcher, to understand how the brain worked and how different contemplative practices uh, affect the brain. And that's that's largely work I did uh, Mm. as a research coordinator in different hospitals and got exposed to a bunch of really interesting contemplative practices, yoga, meditation, different leadership development practices. Um, And the reason why I I took that angle was I've always been interested in, in human development I think that stems from uh, my background in martial arts and the, the importance of the mental game in martial arts. Well, and when I mm. found, found Branko, I, I saw this kind of convergence of, of my interests in human development, human potential, the brain, and our ability to enhance the different mental capabilities that we all inherently have. Yeah, okay. So you're a, you're a martial artist? I was. Uh, yeah? I was from when I was six to about 18. Oh, yeah. Okay. What practice? Um, I started with Kempo Karate. Um, yeah. And then I also studied Southern Praying Mantis Kung Fu. Right. Um, and got exposure to a few different styles from those two main teachers. Okay. And why did you stop the practice? Um, I had reached a point in my late adolescence where I was uh, looking to um, kind of redefine the the perspective I had on where I wanted to take my life. And for so long, martial arts mm. was the core part of who I was. And I needed mm. a little separation from that in order to discover the next phase. So it was as I was going to undergraduate, uh, as I was going to, to college, that I made that transition. Yeah, okay. Put your energy into something else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So talk to, about, um, talk, talk to us about brain and development. I mean, it's, is it neuroscience that you sort of study there? Or is it yeah. more higher level yeah, than that? No. So I um, studied cognitive science at the University mm-hmm. of Connecticut and then human development and psychology at Harvard and was always drawn towards this interdisciplinary approach to things. So cognitive science combines linguistics, artificial intelligence, neuroscience, anthropology, yeah. sociology, psychology. Um, and that was that kind of wet my whistle as it related to putting interesting things together in unique ways to create better understanding. And that's, Mm. um, that's kind of what we've done at the company as well is pull together different approaches to understanding the brain and training the brain and, you know, created a platform so that people can get the best of, of what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a, it must be a, a fairly hard area to study the brain, yeah? Yeah. Um, you know, there have been uh, certain leaps in progress that have mm. enabled better understanding of the brain, but there are um, some interesting analogies that kind of put into context what we understand and what we don't understand. I forget which professor mm. gave the analogy. I'm probably going to screw up the analogy too, but I think we'll get the gist. He was yep. saying if understanding the brain was a one mile long track, we are about two inches down that track. It's yep. just a fascinatingly complex organ that we have such little understanding of. Um, so, you know, what, what I focus on and what the team focuses on is using what we do know. And that's kind of interesting too. Like, even though we don't understand so much of the brain, we still understand enough of the brain and of the related types of brain training that you can do to have a positive effect. Um, so even though we can't see the full picture, there's still ways that we can have a positive impact on people's lives. So what's the, I mean, the real focus of the study here and, and I guess the focus of BrainCo is it to help people enhance their experience in life um, through practices that, you know, enhance the brain functioning? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, we develop all different types of brain-computer interface technology right. and the one that's most relevant for uh, everyday use is a product called or a platform called Focus Calm which is a headband. It looks like a normal headband yeah. and it has sensors on it that detect your brain activity and can quantify how calm and focused you are. And then also provides training uh, through our, you know, our mobile app on your iPhone or your Android to teach you and train you how to calm and focus your mind. And you can see your brain activity changing in real time as you do these practices, as you do these different games that we have, uh, you can right. see your progress and, and get better at these things. So does it show you the brain or does it just show you sort of based on the senses um, what the activity is like? Yeah, more of the second. It's a composite score uh, right. that's most akin to your cognitive workload. So like, right. how busy does your brain look like on a scale from 0 to 100? And you can mm. see that number change. And as you do breathing practices or meditation or these different games, you can see that score change. So I guess it probably shows you some real averages now. I mean, how how widely used is this platform so so far? Well, how long has it been um, around for? First, first of all, yeah. So the the inspiration for this platform started way back when the headband we were using was more as a research tool to understand the brain. Yeah, and we partnered with an organization that trains Formula One race car drivers to be mm. calm under pressure. And they started using our technology. And that was back in 2019. Okay. And then at the beginning of 2020, they've been using it and getting great results. At the beginning of 2020, we were thinking about how we wanted to bring a solution to more people. And we were thinking about uh, all these different applications. And there were two big inspirations. One was stress and the impact stress has on people's lives. And then we went, we thought to ourselves, well, wait a minute, these F1 drivers, they're not like everyone else, certainly, but they are 
masters of dealing with incredibly high pressure situations. Mm. I wonder if we can take some of those principles and that brain training that they've been doing and bring it to more people. And that was one of the first inspirations for Focus Calm. Mm. Now, we also ran right into the pandemic, which was really stressful um, and and had us kind of thinking through how we can help more people. But since then, you know, we've been able to work with Olympic teams, with yeah. professional sports teams, with people who have high stress jobs, with meditators who want to understand their brains better, uh, to people who have no background in neuroscience whatsoever, but just want a tool to get to understand them, their brain better and learn different skills so that they can be more calm and more focused. You know, whether you are a truck driver or a professor of law and, you know, we have users from all walks of life who are training their brains to be more focused and calm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, how does the, how does the device actually detect brain activity? Can you sort of walk us through that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we're using EEG, which is an acronym for electroencephalography, mm-hmm. and it's the measure of the electrical activity of your brain. If anyone's ever seen a picture of someone with a bunch of wires coming off their scalp, yeah. that may have been used in a sleep study or if someone has epilepsy to study the electrical activity of the brain, that's a really commonly used technology for um, past 100 years, basically, to understand brain activity. It's like a heart rate monitor for your brain. So it's a passive, it's a passive measurement. Nothing is going into your brain. In fact, the electrical activity of your brain is constantly present on your scalp and your forehead. Even right now, there's these subtle electrical signals that make their way from your brain uh, that are detectable on your scalp. Again, kind of like a heart rate. And Mm. the sensors pick up that signal. Okay. So it's got multiple sensors on that, that headband that detects the activity of the brain. Exactly. Exactly. Is there... Is there like um, average measurements that you've got now? I mean, I guess if you're dealing with, you know, high-performing athletes and um, F1 drivers and things like that, it might be a little bit skewed. But, I mean, for the everyday person, is the average um, expectations about, you know, brain activity and what you'd, what you'd expect? Yeah, yeah. We built the model for a wide audience, a, a universal model of cognitive workload. Um, if you have experience with meditation, you tend mm-hmm. to – be able to control your brain better, and you can see that in your focus calm score. But the the focus calm score works for everyone, and the different types of training we have. Some are easier, some are more difficult. So you can challenge your ability to stay calm under pressure. So even if you are high performance athlete or uh, you know meditator supreme, you're still going to be able to find content and experiences and training uh, that fits where you're at. So is it, a, is it a sort of measurement from one to a hundred or something like that that we? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. A hundred. A hundred means you look super zen, and a zero means your mind looks very, very busy. It's doing a lot of processing. And it probably indicates some level of stress. Um, so for someone to walk into this, where would you expect them to fall immediately? For most people, you know, you, you turn the headband on, you you fire up the Focus Calm app. Um, you're typically around fifty. You know, if you're okay. having a, a normal conversation, you're probably 40 to 60. If you start really thinking about something difficult or like you're answering emails and you're kind of getting a little tense, a little stressed, your score will probably drop down to the 30s or 20s. Um, or if you just take a moment to relax, take a deep breath and calm your mind and maybe do a meditation practice or even just relax a little, your score will pop up into the 70s or 80s. And with mm-hmm. practice, you can get into the 90s and 
um, even all the way to 100. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and I guess in, in certain situations where we are, you know, really problem solving or working on something difficult, um, we'd expect that to be the case with more activity. But I mean, is the advantage to know that when, hey, it's too much, you know, use some of these practices to to bring it back to a level that's manageable? That's exact. That's exactly it. Like a low, a low score isn't bad. It just means your brain's active and your brain should be active, like really much mm. more active during certain things. The idea, though, is exactly as you put it. It's um, don't don't burn out. You know, don't use too much of your mental resources when you don't have to. And yeah. the the score can be a reminder to to stay in the pocket, stay in the zone, and um, what we call be efficient, mentally efficient. And the 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 programs in the app will train you and teach you how to be efficient. So at the end of the day, you're not you know totally spent. You're actually been able to spend more time in flow, more time in this focus and calm state, so that you can do your tasks. Right? That's that's really what we're about. It's not about just um, you know, sitting on a meditation cushion and and zenning out, which is like wonderful and very good. Mm. Uh, our perspective is we want to train people to be able to stay calm and focused, even when they need to be on, when they need to be using their executive functions. Like there are executive function training in the app for your working memory decision, decision making, processing speed, pattern recognition, things that you're doing during work and throughout your life. And we we help people transfer the skill of being focused and calm into those scenarios so that when they meet them in the world, in their day-to-day life, they're not overwhelmed. They have the ability to, to stay cool and calm even when um, they need to be on. Mm, yeah, okay. Because it's not just about the the calm side of things, but it's about improving focus too, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There are meditation techniques out there that help people calm down. And um, mm. some people will use those apps you know, while they have the headband on so they can see what their brain mm. looks like dur- during their meditations. Um, but the, you know, life is more complex than that and yeah. the brain's more complex than that. And so we believe that our solution needs to be more complex than that um, in a good way in the sense that we can help people train all different parts of your brain, your brain's abilities, not just the ability to to be calm. Okay, so with, with this this focus, I mean, obviously, meditation is is one of those tools that we can use to um calm the brain um is there particular styles of meditation that you guys recommend or have found that are most effective you know we partner with let me back up for a second everyone's brain is different everyone's brain responds to different things just like exercise some people love yoga some people love lifting weights some people love running and other people really don't like you know one of those three and so what we've done is provided all different types of this type of mental skills development, whether that's through meditation. We have a variety of awesome meditation teachers who uh, have targeted lessons about dealing with distraction, winding down after a long day, dealing with burnout, trying to get immediate relief. You know, all these different kinds of scenarios that people find themselves in, the meditation teachers will give different techniques so you can find what works for you. But then we also have sports psychologists and breathing experts for these different practices that you can find what helps you calm your brain down. Yeah. So that's um, sort of the calming side of, of the, the process. What about brain training as far as improving uh, cognitive functioning and things like that? Yeah. So there's no uh, evidence that actually, let me take that back. There's some emerging evidence right now. I just mm. saw some 
post about this this week about um, how different types of cognitive training uh, may influence different neurodegenerative uh, disease progression, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, but our our position is these these brain games that maybe people are familiar with, you know, different concentration yeah. games or memory games. They're a good way to tax the brain and to challenge you to be calm under pressure. So our process is called learn, practice, challenge. We t- you learn how to calm your brain, you practice calming it down, and then you challenge yourself to be calm under pressure. And those, that challenge step is when we have these brain games where you need to perform your best while simultaneously remaining calm. So that's the, that's the, um, the, the focus side. And, and to kind of, you know, put a bow on this, it's like, um, I don't know if, if, if you've ever found certain meditation techniques or certain practices that, that, jive better with you Mm. um but that discovery is like one of the most important aha moments when you put the headband on and you try a few different things a few different meditations and you can literally see what your brain is responding to it's really eye-opening and then ah right this is this is what works for me and here's the data to validate it that's interesting yeah because i I mean i've tried a lot of different um meditation practices um, and I, I always think, you know, switching things up is, is always powerful anyway. Um, so you don't become complacent, but potentially it's just a search for the right one. So that's, that's quite interesting that you can use the app to discover which is going to work for your brain best. Hmm. Yeah. And there's this interesting thing where like different meditations will have a different effect. Like some meditations yeah. I do, do not make my brain calmer. They make it more active, but that's kind of the purpose of the meditation. Um, so one of the analogies that comes to mind is it's, it's kind of like CrossFit for your brain, like in CrossFit or in uh, different types of exercise, uh, routines, you do mix it up on purpose to give your body new types of stresses, new types of, of ways of working out to push your boundaries, to try new things, Mm. um, to put yourself in different positions. And the idea is the same with brain training. You want to be able to do different types of things. And it sounds like, you know, you've kind of, you've, you do that too. Like intuitively is practice these different things. I think that's important to try different practices and see how they affect your brain and, and expand your toolbox. I think that's an important key. These, um, these wearables, like I've got one of these smart watches, um, which has been a great tool for me. I thought it'd be quite a, a big distraction actually, but I just wanted to get it to, to see how it operated and it's, it's helped me put more energy into to certain things um, of like my health, um, exercise or, or meditation even. Um, and it's been a great tool for that. So I assume this, you know, focus, calm, headband and technology like these will become more and more commonplace as we move forward. Yeah, cer- certainly. I think that people who are interested in their mind get a lot out of understanding their themselves and and doing these experiments. And then there's a whole other group of people who just want to feel better. And maybe they don't have a background in meditation, but they, they want something a bit more tangible, um, you know, a bit more gamified, you know, the games tend to be our most popular type of content because it's a fun way to engage in brain training, to be more Mm. focused and calm. It doesn't have to be so serious. You know, you don't have to, uh, sit in full Lotus, um, in a cave, uh, anymore you can play these brain games and get similar effects and I, I would say that you know the meditation traditions are their own complete traditions that have their own paths and their own outcomes um, and what what we're saying is there are tools all over the place meditation is a tool breathing is a tool 
uh, sports psychology as a tool, neurofeedback, mm. which is the process of learning from your own brain information as a tool. And we respect them all. And what we do is put them together in unique ways so that people can have powerful experiences and, and see what works for them. But, you know, if, if people do want to, you know, experience deep meditation and really go down that path, there's plenty of incredible resources from beautiful traditions there for you. If you want to have a gamified approach to train your brain to be more focused and calm and get all these different tools and, and game and gamified ways of doing it, then this is a solution for you. Yeah, yeah. The games um, side of things is, is quite fascinating too because, I mean, there's a lot of games on phones these days and things that distract us and quite addictive too, but the games that you're talking about are more, um, I guess, problem-solving, solution-finding games that are, you know provide that challenge without being so um, addictive in nature, I guess. Yeah, and there's there's another category of games that we haven't touched on yet, which are our common games. So there are the focus games, you know, the brain the brain teaser type of yeah. games that people might be familiar with. And there's a whole other category of games that are completely controlled by your brain. So, for example, mm. there might be a um, a campfire that's glowing, and the more you relax and focus your mind and increase your focus calm score the bigger the campfire starts to grow. So you're controlling this campfire with your brain. And the purpose is to get the campfire to grow. And then you start melting these marshmallows that are hanging over the campfire. And you're trying to melt as many marshmallows as possible. Or in another game, maybe you're making a rocket ship fly higher by focusing and calming your mind and scoring more points. So like it's entirely driven by your brain. And this kind of feedback process of entering that state continuously to practice entering a state of focus and calm in this gamified eyes open way uh, seems to be a really engaging, engaging way to, to get this practice in. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, um, what about the games of focus? I mean, you know, you talk about finding calmness within challenge. How does that kind of work with those games? It's very difficult. It's very well, amazing. yeah, I don't know because it must yeah. be it must be hard when you're sort of in a challenging sort of puzzle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To then yeah, exactly. also bring in calmness while you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. So imagine being a race car driver going 200 miles an hour, mm. and you're what you're squeezing the, the steering wheel as tight as you can, and you're you're really panicked to not make a mistake. Your body can only take that for so long. Your mind can only take that for so long. And so the reason why the F1 drivers learn to be focused and calm is so that they can sustain high performance for longer mm. and they can keep their cool. And, yeah. you know, you and I may not be a race car driver. I know you might be, I'm, I'm not a race car driver, I'm but not. you know, w- work is stressful. Life can be stressful. We, we hit these events in our lives. We bump into these experiences that aren't always calm. And so the ability to remember that you can stay in the driver's seat and be calm, even when the world is maybe a little crazy is a really important skill. And so Absolutely. these focus games that, that kind of rock, they don't, these focus games that demand your attention in a similar way that life circumstances might demand your attention. Um, yeah. If you don't do anything, your focus calm score will go down like yeah. almost definitely because they're just, they're just really engage your brain. But if you can remember to try to s- stay in your center, you can learn how to approach these experiences with more grace and ease. And that's what we're trying to teach people is you can train your brain to be calm, you can work on your executive functions, and you can combine these to be mentally efficient with your resources so that you can move through your day uh, with more focus and more calm. Yeah. 
Where do you see um, wearables like this going? Uh, they're going to be more ubiquitous. They're going to be more integrated into the things that we use each day. Um, the feedback is just too uh, important and valuable and will continue to get better as the technology improves. But I can see a future where you have data on your uh, mental well-being and you're getting useful information to help you make changes in, in your in your behavior throughout your day or maybe getting uh, recommended practices for you to do in real time so that you can spend more of your, your mental energy and more of your internal state in a positive way. Mm. Uh, we already do that with the headband, but yeah. the headband is set up as a training tool. So it, it, we, we recommend people use it 15 minutes a day. In fact, after 20 sessions, what we found in our studies is significant reductions in anxiety, burnout, and improvements in well-being after 20 sessions, each session being 15 minutes. So it's really like oh. a, a, work, a workout that you do. Um, so it's not something you wear all day like a, like a no, smart no, no. watch? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. You, I mean, some people do wear it for you know while they do their work and answer their emails and are kind of tracking their brain, but it's more about it as a, a training tool. So I mm. think in the future, we'll be able to find ways to make it even more low profile so people are getting useful information about their brains throughout the day. Interesting to use it while you sleep too, wouldn't it? Yes. Certainly. Has it been looks, um, studies on that? Some people will do that. Uh, the yeah. current design isn't um, purposed for wearing it to sleep. Uh, right. Some people are, are, are doing experiments, yeah. Yeah, and our, our team is looking into that as well. Fascinating stuff, mate. Well, so this um, the website for that is focuscalm.com. Is that right? Yeah, nice and simple, focuscalm.com. We'll stick a link in the show notes today, guys. What about yourself, Max? Where can people reach out to you and find out more about you and what you're doing? Ooh, well, I think the the Focus Calm Instagram um, is a great place to go to to see different updates on on what the team is doing. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm tagged occasionally, though I'm actually not super active on uh, on Instagram. Um, I do post occasionally on LinkedIn. I think that's another really great place to stay up to date on what Focus Calm is up to, and also more broadly, like Brainco as a as a whole organization. Yeah. Um, you know, we have applications for prosthetics for people with limb differences. Mm-hmm. We have applications for education to teach students about neuroscience and themselves. Um, and of course about focus calm and, and, and I, I'll post occasionally about different, you know, perspectives that have to do with the mind and well-being and performance. Uh, so LinkedIn is a, is another good place to, to stay in the loop on what we're working on. That's cool, Max. No, thank you. Um, so get guys check it out um, at focuscalm.com and you know get on online with uh, LinkedIn and Instagram as well. Uh, Max, any final thoughts? No, I just want to leave people with this idea that you can change your brain, that you are in the driver's seat, and for your entire life uh, until the very end, you yeah. can impact your your mindset and your brain, and it is in your hands. So whatever tools or techniques you you want to use or you end up using. Uh, I applaud that, and I think we've put together a really interesting tool for people who like science and data, who want to see information about themselves, mm. want things to be quantified or gamified. If you're that type of person, then you're really going to dig focus calm. But the the take home message is you can change your brain. You know you're not um, stuck, and we're, we provide tools for people to become unstuck 
and to enhance their internal capabilities to be more focused, more calm. And what does that mean? That means you get to, to lead your life in a more effective, calm, and enjoyable way. Um, and so if people are interested in mental performance or well-being, I, I really suggest they go to focuscom.com and learn more about what we're up to. I'm looking to Yeah. No, I love it, mate. Thanks um, so much for coming on today. Really appreciate your time. Of course. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. And guys listening, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon